0: Did you know you can support your local independent bookstore and me in my efforts to promote books that feature women in aviation by shopping for your next aviatrix read on the Literary Aviatrix website? I built the website to serve as a central source to search and find books featuring women in aviation, and it was important to me to offer you the opportunity to buy from independent sellers. If the book you're interested in is available on bookshop.org, you'll find a link to purchase through my affiliate account on my website, which means I'll receive a small portion of the sale to support the content you love. Blue skies and happy reading. This is Liz Booker with a literary aviatrix waypoint along our journey through stories featuring women in aviation. This one is from season one, episode 23, in my interview with author Claire Mulley about her book, The Women Who Flew for Hitler. So I know that you're an historian, and I definitely want to hear a little bit more about that. But what did you know about aviation before you went into this?
1: Not very much, no. I mean, I knew quite a lot about the Second World War. This is um, uh, my third book, and the the one before this had also been a Second World War story, so I knew a bit about that. I knew a little bit about aviation. My husband can actually fly a helicopter, so I kind of felt like I was married to James Bond, anyhow. So that was nice. Um, but I certainly didn't anything about the technical side of it or whatever. But um, so there were two things here: there's the technical, but there's also this sort of sense of flight. So I did try and research both. I, I did during my research. I do like to get out there and get stuck in. So I did go up in a glider while I was on holiday in France. Um, But I probably made a mistake because I went up with a little notebook and kept looking up and down to write it all down. So I would get everything down. We had to come down quite quickly with a little blue bag. So maybe not so good. I mean, I loved it. It was beautiful to see the colours, the haze and the horizon, to feel it. And I'm so glad I did it. and It enabled me, I think, to describe it a little bit better. Well, I want to confirm that for you because... The whole time I was reading it, I was like, does she fly
0: or did she get all of this from Hannah Reich's re- memoirs? Because you really did capture the feeling of flight and the detail of it. The scene where Hannah goes into inadvertent instrument meteorological conditions, she basically glides right into a cloud that was terrifying. I just feel like you captured that sense of terror. And also she had like this strange
1: confidence that was completely inappropriate to the situation she had an incredible physical courage i mean in that moment she just started singing and repeating her own name just to keep herself going and i think you know you can probably especially all your readers can identify with her at that point point. one of the raf pilots i interviewed interviewed is quite well known over here his name is eric winkle brown or winkle brown and he was probably he was a Royal Navy pilot and he was Britain's one of our great test pilots as well. And he actually knew Hannah before the war. because He met her at the 1936 Olympics when she was demonstrating gliding. And then he saw her. She was the first woman in the world to fly a helicopter. And she was first person male or female to fly one inside a building, the great Haller for the 1938 Berlin Motor Show. And he was invited out again by um, Goering to come and meet Hannah and see her fly the helicopter. So he went out in 1938 to Berlin. And afterwards, they were both invited to Goering's flat and, uh, for the sort of after-show after, after show drinks party. And at some point, um, Goering got out his pistol and invited his guest to partake in his favourite party game, which was shooting at a target painted on the wall. But actually, it had to be harder. They had to do it looking in a mirror on the wall, shooting over their shoulders, And both Hannah and Eric Brown were very short. I don't know if that helps with um, test piloting to be quite lightweight, doesn't it? Anyhow, they they couldn't see in the mirror, but he wouldn't let them off the hook. And he just went and got his shaving mirror and they had to do it that way. So so it meant that Eric sort of got to know Hannah before the war pretty well. And then right at the very end of the war, he actually identified her for the American forces coming through who wanted to interview her for her knowledge on them. you know, dynamic aero developments that were being wind tunnels and testing the ME163 and all the rest of it. So he actually found her and identified her and got to interview her just after, right at the end of the Second World War. And it's this extraordinary interview because she was very emotional at the time um, and I think a bit off guard. And so it's very fascinating and revealing. And then he knew her after the war because they both took part in international, you know, Flying competitions and so on, and in fact, one of the last letters she ever wrote, she wrote to him, and it was a fascinating letter. But I won't give that away. So I interviewed him about four or five times, and I got to know quite well. He was lovely. He had a lovely Scottish accent. He would phone up and say, "I've got something else for you, darling," and you know, he was absolutely brilliant. But the last time I met him, he shook my hand and said goodbye. And he, you know, he was getting on then. He's not with us anymore, sadly. And I just felt really touched because I thought he was saying goodbye. And as it was, that was the last time I saw him. And when I shook his hand, he suddenly, after we'd shaken hands, he pulled back and he said, you know, you should be careful doing that, Claire. And I was like, what do you mean? He said, you're only two handshakes away from Hitler because he had held Hannah's hand, shaken Hannah's hand. And she, of course, had shaken the Fuhrer's hand when she was given her Iron Cross. But it really, so it was quite sobering. You know, it gave me pause for thought. This history isn't that far ago. And it's, you know, it's, it's close to us and the meaning is still very resonant and real.